Welcome to the Law Firm Growth Podcast, where we share the latest tips, tactics, and strategies for scaling your practice from the top experts in the world of growing law firms. Are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Let's get started. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jan Roos, and I am here with a very exciting guest in Paul Makowitz. So Paul is an expert in Zero Moment of Truth, or ZMOT, which we are going to get into a lot more depth over the next half an hour, hour or so. But I'm super excited. He's had a really long career working with professionals, especially attorneys as well. So I'm really excited to see some of these insights and learn more about how this can affect your reputation in the marketplace, because you know you're being shopped. So thanks for coming on the, the, the show, Paul. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. I'm really excited about it. All right. So just to kind of warm us up, right? So we talked about this whole ZMOT concept a little bit on the pre-show, but I want to just kind of get the ball rolling with what is ZMOT and why should attorneys care about it? All right. Uh, so the explanation of it is it basically comes from the traditional marketing world where, you know, if you think about like Mad Men, like back in the day when they were putting together posters and things like that, Marketing was always seen as a three-step process. You have awareness, and that could come anything from billboard, TV commercial, you know, Google PPC ad. And then you would get to the first moment of truth, or, or it's also called the shelf. So that's uh, I see an ad, and boom, I, I make a decision. I'm calling that person, or you know, I'm going to that grocery store. I'm picking up that laundry detergent because I saw that commercial. You know, that is that's like that first moment. I've made a decision. And then there's the second moment of truth which is your experience. And so now I get to this point, I try this laundry detergent, it sucks, I'm never gonna buy it again, or hey, it's amazing, I'm gonna tell my friends, become a referral source for that product or that, you know, or that law firm. And that's that's basically how it was always seen. There was never really a whole lot of depth built into that marketing process. So much attention was basically going on this awareness, like, oh, where do I put my billboard? How do I run that PPC campaign? With the 90s, with the access to information, with technology, the internet, all of this hitting us. And now we've gotten to the point, you know, 30 years after we've you know, generally had access to the internet, people are really starting to pay attention more to this, uh, the comparison step. And so it's called the zero moment of truth because it comes after awareness, but before I'm actually making that decision, making that phone call. And during this step is when uh, I'm looking online, I'm looking at your reviews. I'm looking at your social media, maybe the community around your services, around your product, around your, we call it e-brand, but it's basically just like around your online brand, not just, you know, the picture that's in front of your law firm, the logos that are up there, but actually like how it looks online. Do you have this imagery or hours or taglines, you know, website URLs? Is it the same on your Avo page as it is on your Yelp page, as it is on your Google, on your Facebook? You know, do I, do I get kind of continuity across all of these platforms? And what, when I'm making that comparison, like I can look at a business at a law firm real quick and say like, oh, like they're professional, or I can look at it and go, uh, they might be like a little dated. Like they might be- it doesn't pass old the smell test. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the reason this is, has become so important too is because the massive amounts of money that's put into paid advertising for all my law firms. And so if I'm looking at, you know, dropping $20,000 on a PPC campaign, I want to make sure that I'm not advertising for their competitors that, you know, they're not a, a 3.5 on Google and people, yeah, yeah, click that ad. Oh, great. And then I see the five law firms right underneath them are all, you know, have better reviews or uh, that law firms answering those reviews, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. those different emotional impacting like visuals that I'm seeing online and, and how much that's going to sway my decision as far as who I, I ultimately choose. And so what I 
really do is I come in to a law firm and I, I make sure that they really look like the best choice online. And I get a lot of that cleaned up before we start, you know, paying $200 per click here in Los Angeles for, you know, personal injury attorney, you know, I want to make sure that we're getting the most out of every single one of those dollars. And, and a, a real nice, easy way to kind of conceptualize that process is the zero moment of truth. It's the comparison stage that's now there before we're, we're taking that buying action. Okay. That's awesome. I actually wasn't aware of the the history of that, but it kind of makes sense. And like, I feel like there still are some people that are living in that world where it's just like, okay, cool. How can I get the five-year-olds to start singing my jingle? Like, you know, I'm going to be the first person thinking of what somebody gets in a car crash. But I mean, I guess if, if I'm, if I'm understanding the metaphor correctly, like when we have something that's boiled down to a Google search, the zero moment of truth could lead to the traditional first moment of truth. And if you don't pass that step, you're never going to hear from that client in the first place, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a great way to think of it because I feel it's a responsibility as a marketing company to stick not only to a budget, but to get the most out of that budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times when I'm talking to a client and they'll come to me and be like, oh, I want to run $10,000 in Google paid ads. I'd be like, that, that's great. Yeah, we can definitely do that. But maybe we should run 6000 on that and run 2000 on Yelp and run 2000 on social media and like, build up some awareness around it, kind of have a, a few different sources coming in. And one of the big reasons that I want to do that with them initially is because maybe they don't have great reviews on Google to start. Uh, like I wouldn't want to run Yelp ads unless you know they look like the best in their field on Yelp because then it could be really effective. So just thinking about actually putting yourself in your end client's shoes for a moment. And this is a great exercise I love doing with my attorneys. And I do it like every few months with them is we just hop on Google together and we actually search like, Hey, I got in a car accident. What do I do? And you see what pops up and you're like, Oh, okay, well, here's your competitor here. You're like, sure. We're running an ad on it, but right underneath it is your competitor in the maps. And he's got, you know, five stars and you're only at three. Like this is impactful stuff, even though you're running the PPC on it that comparison step is immediately taking you out of that, you know, taking you out of that conversation. So what do we got to do first to kind of clean you up, make it the prettiest bell at the ball here before we start dumping all that money in there. And, and there's some very logical steps that we can get into as far as like what you should do and kind of like the checklist you should go down to just make sure that, that you look good across all of those platforms when people are making that comparison. Yeah. And I definitely want to talk about that, but just to kind of like, take a little step out for, for people that might like, I feel like a lot of the symptoms of this are, are kind of hard to suss out. Right. So like people might just be like, well, shoot, I've given PPC or SEO a go two or three times the last five years. I can just never seem to get momentum under it. And, you know, usually it's people think to either their own skills or the people who are running the ads or the ads themselves or landing or whatever happens to be that day. Right. But mm-hmm. it seems like this is one of those things that if you're going to be on a platform where you're not the only game in town, which Google is, unfortunately, but also fortunately in other ways, you got to be aware of this stuff. Otherwise, it's not going to work. And I'm like, I'm also sure, too, like if you can get to that position where you are the bell of the ball, then there's probably some pretty disproportionate return on investments and like leverage that you can get from that same investment. So definitely want to talk about that. So let's get into it, man. So let's say that somebody's got, you know, 3.5 on Google, like what's the recommendation for somebody who might not be in the best position from their uh, reputation perspective? Well, first and foremost, it's ensuring that you have a good CRM. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've actually been quite surprised over the years to find out how many law firms just don't have a good CRM. Oh yeah. We've been talking about that for a while. <laughs> uh, yeah. So when I say like, Hey, send me a list of your 
top 20 best cases, you know, send me, send me a list of your hundred happiest clients, you know, that I know that I could reach out and either get a video testimonial or get them to leave reviews. Uh, Google's like, it's the wild west. I mean, you leave a review on Google, it's not going anywhere. It's pretty hard to, to, you know, violate some of their guidelines and try to have anything removed. That's, that's not real. Like the, the better way to think about that is, you know, just flood it with good. And so if I can sit down with a client, and even if I have to help them install a new CRM or help them install a better process for, for managing that type of data, but understanding that you do have this wealth of clients, if you are a fairly established law firm that's kind of stuck at that 3.5, you've got people that are, you know, you've had positive cases for, otherwise you wouldn't be a, you know, a fairly longstanding law firm if you weren't getting some good results. Hmm. So digging into that well is one. Also, like I said, uh, Google is the Wild West. I mean, employees leave reviews. Uh, I mean, I don't like to sit here and say like, oh, do these uh, do these shady things with your online presence. But you know what? Like everyone else does it. Like don't don't pretend like that law firm that's got 600 reviews. Every single one of those is yeah. a uh, is a client. Also say this too. It's like, it kind of, it's like, you know, it's like the dollar in the tip jar concept, right? Like if you've got zero reviews, like what clients can be the first person to do, but if you got three or four, like not everyone's doing your due diligence, like, Oh, wait, hold on. It's like, this might be this guy's mom. Like, I don't want to like do it. But then that can actually bootstrap to the point where you're getting the, the reviews organically. Right. Yeah. 100%. It's called social validation. Mm. So it's, if I see a business that's active online, I immediately have a you know a little bit more of an emotional response to that. I say like, oh, yeah. pe- people like them. I'm maybe I should like them too. You know, it's, uh, we we have that that social proof of just seeing that, and the reviews goes the same way. Um, and and I'm only speaking to Google right now because you know, like I said, Google's a little bit more of the wild west, uh, and they're they're not you know very big on monitoring their their review management platforms, so. Over there, there's just a lot of tools. There's there's no reason that you can't ask your mom to leave you a review online. And that's not necessarily going to get taken down on Google's side. Like Yelp, Avo, we can get into those ones as well. But it's it's the same, it's the same, same thought process around it is, you know, if you have a hundred clients that you've had positive case outcomes for, there's no reason that you can't ask them and send them a link right to those. You you want to make it as as easy as possible for them as well. We we do a few different things. Uh, some is SMS. You know, SMS is always great because one, we all have computers right in our pocket, and if you can deliver uh, a real simple platform right to somebody that says like leave a review here and then have that show up in a few different places, that's great. Uh, email is still always always positive, especially when you're seeing like a, an email from your law firm. <laughs> yeah, people, people, people tend to, to pay attention to those. Right? <laughs> exactly, people tend to open those and go, oh, okay, like, um, and even if it is like. You know, the ones that we build are, you know, we, we want to build, like I said, an emotional connection. Like you, you're taking someone through their their legal situation. And this is one of the most stressful times in anyone's life. If you're having to to contact an attorney, you are not in in probably like the greatest place, right? Mm-hmm. And and this this person is, you know, I like to call them like they're your local hero at that moment. Like this is someone in your local community you reached out to and said, Hey, I'm I'm in some I'm in some shit now like yeah i need some help like (laughs) i need your expertise to come and you're now guiding this person through this horrible situation why some attorneys at the end of the day don't say like okay well i did a great thing for this person and and if you're an attorney you don't think you did a great thing for them like maybe you shouldn't be an attorney but like if you've you know displayed your expertise and and escorted this person through this horrible legal situation at the end you have the right 100 to say like please tell the world how you feel about me. Like, 
Mm-hmm. Tell, tell them, uh, you know, I, I need 30 seconds of your time. And if you got them, you know, $10,000, $20,000 settlement, I'm sure that they can afford 30 seconds of the time if you actually ask. The amount of law firms that don't even ask blows my mind. <laughs> yeah, well, it's kind of so, interesting too, because it's like, I feel like there's a lot of different things. And, you know, one of the things I've noticed over the years is that the more decisions people have to make on something, the less likely they are to actually make a decision, right? So it's like, I think there's a couple of questions and I'll just like, um, play a virtual devil's advocate, good things that I've heard over the years as to like, you know, why do you have two reviews, dude? It's like, well, when do I ask for the review? Can I even ask for a review if I'm a personal injury guy? Do people not want to have, you know, their cousins and, uh, you know, former coworkers and stuff coming out of the woodwork getting a piece of my money? Or again, like, God forbid it was something a little bit more like, you know, I'm sure there's DWI attorneys that probably have hundreds of reviews, but that's the first thing everyone assumes is like, I don't want to be copping the fact that I just you know, got caught my pants down, got out of a jam. But like, as far as kind of like the specifics of like, what do you usually recommend for people as far as like part of the process or like when you like have people ask us, I think there's also sort of a personal value perspective to that, right? Mm-hmm. If people don't ask because they don't feel like they should, but like what, what's like an easy way that somebody could get started on like the next client or something like that. Do you guys have any recommendations? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, first thing is, as with anything, it's, is you just got to do it. Right. So many people are, are uh, yeah. So many people are kind of, you know, paralysis by analysis. I'm, I'm a former golf pro. So uh, I love using golf analogies on things. Yeah. Um, paralysis by analysis is a big thing. There's a lot of law firms I've talked to that said like, Oh, like I want to do this, but I don't know how. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, give me your client's email. I'll write the email for you. This is, this is how it should come across. And you know, what, what you always want to do is, you know, acknowledge them as a client, thank them for choosing you because it is a big thing that they chose you. There are thousands of options out there for attorneys, but they chose you and you had a positive case outcome for them. Like the big thing is doing it. The other thing is understanding that uh, even if you're shotgun blasting this out, say you set it out to 10,000 people that you've worked with in the past and uh, you get a few negative reviews out of it. It's not the end of the world. Uh, For one, a negative review, everybody gets them. So don't feel like, oh man, this is a reflection of my, of my law firm or anything. The bigger thing is, uh, is that you aren't what happens to you online. You are your reaction to what happens to you online, just like in life. You know, like you, you've got some people that, you know, they, they lose a leg. I'm a former army veteran too. So I, I've got some friends yeah. that compete in the special Olympics that, you know, leg amputations, and everything. And it's funny because a lot of times it's just like some of the happiest people I know. Mm-hmm. And, and you think about this, like, oh, like this horrible thing happened. This guy stepped on an IED and lost his leg and an arm. And, but now he's like super happy competing in the special Olympics and he does talks and he, and he does these things, but he's like a great example of, you know, you aren't what happens to you in this world. You are your reaction to what happens to you. Mm-hmm. And if you think your online presence in a similar way, like, yeah, this guy could come online and he can leave all these horrible, uh, you know, horrible posts about your business on your Google business listing. But if you actually respond to it and say like, Hey, you know, I understand you're upset and uh, I'm really sorry you're upset, but we couldn't handle your case because of this, or, you know, I'm sorry, we didn't get the outcome that you wanted. I'm, I'm sorry that we didn't answer the phone when you called, like people like to complain about just about anything that they can online, mm-hmm. but answering it in a way that, you know, shows them one, I hear you. I acknowledge you. I, I understand that you're upset and I'm sorry that you're upset Two, You know, that's not us. That's not who we are as a law firm. That's not, uh, if you look at every other uh, review that we have out there, that's not how other people have, have experienced our law firm. And three, you know, aim to set it right. 
chances are you lost that guy. If somebody's going to, you know, come online and, and complain and bitch and moan about your, your law firm, like chances are you've probably lost them <laughs> as a client. What mm-hmm. you should really think more about is the next 10, 20,000 people that are going to read this review mm-hmm. and, and answer it in a way that you want to convey to them that, yeah, we like, we care about this client and, and be, be genuine, be authentic when you respond to it. Say like, Hey, we want to make this right. Email us ads, call us ads, like, you know, wh- whatever you can do to, to try and solve that situation. Um, some people will take you up on it and you can fix that situation. And then, you know, you can resolve it and they'll take down that review. And I've seen that literally hundreds of times uh, that something that started as a negative review turned into a positive experience and, you know, a positive case outcome for someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're not actually, uh, you know, proactively looking at your reviews and answering those reviews and taking advantage of those opportunities, then you're missing out on it. The other thing to kind of to piggyback on that is when you're asking for these reviews for people, you you don't want to direct them what to say. You actually want that genuine feedback from them. And it's okay that it's online because some of the stuff we do is like taking all of your reviews and we build some word clouds because it's it's great to see like, oh, uh, Jan, my intake uh, woman, she was mentioned in five positive reviews. I had no idea. Like I've, I've had that exact experience with a few of our clients where, you know, they, they don't realize like who some of the superstars are at their office. And it's, it's kind of cool to see and, and see those, uh, those realizations like come to life right in front of you of, of seeing what clients are saying. But if you're, if you don't have like some sort of programming that allows you to, you know, give yourself a high level view of your firm from a standpoint like that, and you can use it with your CRM, you can use it uh, kind of multiple ways, but just to improve who you are as a law firm by by taking this client feedback seriously, uh, it, it goes a long way too. The last thing that I would just kind of want to touch base on it is there are resources out there, uh, like we were talking about with the families or friends and things like that. There are resources out there to where you can just ensure that is built into your process that you're asking for those reviews. I have some systems that are as simple as my client just sends me an email every week, every month, you know, whatever's comfortable for them and their office manager, where it's not over this giant overbearing thing (laughs) that they have to do. Instead, it's just a quick email. Boom. We'll take care of it from there. We'll shoot out some text messages. We'll shoot out some emails and set it all up for you. You can do it in-house. It's it's just a matter of of actually understanding like a a process and a system. I I have one client that we actually do it through every step of the process. So after the intake is over, boom, we're already sending out a communication saying like, how is the intake process? And then after they go through like the discovery phase, then it's like, okay, cool. How is discovery? Like we want to know how this client's experience uh, is going throughout every step of this process. But that's that's kind of like an extreme case. Uh, if you just get started and just make your list, build an email and send out an email, uh, you would be surprised that the, you know, you could get 20 reviews right mm-hmm. off of actually sitting down and putting forth, you know, two, uh, two hours of like dedicated work which can pay off for the next 20 years that you, you have a law firm. So it's low barrier of entry, yeah. surprisingly low barrier of entry. Well, and I'll say this too, because it's like, you know, that might not necessarily get you to like number one for personal injury in like Tampa, Florida, but like depending on the practice area, depending on the part of the mm-hmm. country, 20 reviews can be a lot. And the other thing too is like, you know, I always, uh, I've used this line in the past. It's like, look, hey, I see you have five Google reviews on your on your site. 
I'm assuming you've made more than five clients happy in the last 25 years you've been operating mm-hmm. with. So just kind of squaring a thing. And then I'm um, also, yeah. Um, thank you for indulging me on the <laughs> specifics of the, uh, of the, the process, Paul, I super appreciate it too. But like also to, you know, to kind of uh, echo your point, it's like, you don't necessarily need to have every single step in order to take the first one a lot of the times too. And then you can get a lot after that. But um, anyways, to segue to something you were talking about earlier, which I found super interesting, we have potentially a lot of data that's coming across. And, you know, we've been kind of focused on Google reviews to this point. But, you know, like you mentioned, we got Yelp, we've got Abo. There's a lot of different places that people could be potentially looking to determine whether this is the attorney for me. So can you kind of tell me about the big picture of how you recommend people think about allocating their time and energy into this stuff. And then um, I definitely want to talk about how to potentially leverage some tools to make sure that this is a little bit easier for people as time goes on. Yeah. So we'll, we'll save the tools talk because that's probably my favorite thing to talk about. Okay. Uh, I am an efficiency dork. I love processes. I love flow charts. I love, I love things yeah. like that. So when it comes to tools and finding, you know, finding out how to get from A to D while skipping B and C, that's, that's my wheelhouse. But to to kind of talk about uh, these other platforms, for one, uh, a very difficult one, but incredibly powerful one is Yelp. Now, I, I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with Yelp. I am a Yelp advertising partner. Our company is. We run tens of thousands of dollars of Yelp ads, and they're very effective in many cases. Their sales practices are not always the not always the best. Like I, I get a lot of clients that are like, "Can you get Yelp to stop calling me?" And I'm like, "I'm trying, man. Like I I can only do so much on on some of those uh, some of those avenues." But if you think about the power of Yelp and any attorney that hasn't claimed that page or you know put some images up there or even looked at the reviews over there, I'm gonna give you a few reasons why you know that should be on your to do list for today tomorrow. Like that should be a, a top top priority if you're thinking about your your law firm's marketing at all. One, Yelp has a contract with Apple. Apple does not have their own mapping system. So, well, they, I'm sorry. They have their own mapping system, but they don't have their own review management system that is incorporated into their mapping system. So if you have an iPhone, I'm an Android guy, so I'm sorry I can't do this little practice with you, but just hold it up. Say, hey, Siri, find me a personal injury law firm in the area. Find me a bankruptcy lawyer in the area. And uh, I think you'll be surprised when you see Apple Maps pop up and all these little Yelp logos pop up. So Apple has a contract with Yelp and TripAdvisor to some extent, depends on industry, law firms, generally, you're only going to see those Yelp logos. So until Apple A finishes out this contract with Yelp uh, and introduces their own review management system, or, you know, uh, that's also going to be a little bit difficult for Yelp to do. I mean, if I, I'm sorry, a little difficult for Apple to do. If I were the Apple CEO, I would roll it out tomorrow because talk about like a new advertising revenue stream that Apple could quickly, you know, piggyback off of that they just don't yet. Mm. Uh, so until that day, Yelp is huge. Yelp is incredibly, incredibly important. The other big thing, big reason for Yelp is it's it's a good way to circumvent having to dump a bunch of money into SEO and uh, give you kind of uh, to to vary up your paid ad sources. So if somebody searches, say, personal injury attorney, Los Angeles, California, I know right now Yelp, I believe, is number two or number three. Mm-hmm. And it'll say top 10 personal injury attorneys in, in Los Angeles. You click on that, and then you get your Yelp advertisers. So now instead of paying that $160 that it is, I believe it's $160 right now for personal injury attorney in Los Angeles, PPC, now I'm paying you know about $25 to $40 bucks, uh, just to do Yelp. I'm still in the conversation because a lot of people don't like clicking on paid ads. They like going to organic. And then if I see an organic response, 
that says top 10, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is great. Like, not only do I not have to figure it out myself, you know, Yelp is delivering me this awesome list of the top 10 in the area. And then, you know, those Yelp ads are first and then the 10 best rated ones come under that. So it is a very, very powerful tool. Again, like I said, like I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with it because their, their sales practices are a little bit tough and, and being an agency that runs a lot of, uh, a lot of Yelp ads, um, you know, I wish they catered to the agencies a little bit more, made our lives a little bit easier, yeah. but they don't. Whereas, you know, Google's a little bit, a little bit better, of, you know, giving us our, our own reps and, and making sure things flow a little bit smoother. Uh, but again, Yelp, between Apple and the fact that their own domain has just such high authority that it's going to appear very high in any organic ranking as is. Uh, and that's not even to mention the people that actually like using Yelp you know, that actually go to Yelp and type personal injury attorney in, in their area and, and see responses that way. So you've got three big avenues that's going to direct people towards towards that um, that review system. Obviously, anybody that's searching Google Maps, we, we are, as, as tough as it is to say, becoming lazier and lazier as consumers. Yeah, We, we, <laughs> we like to go to Maps. We like to see, uh, okay, who's the guy that's near me? Let me check out him first. Who's that guy that's down the road? Uh, so map ads are always great. That kind of piggybacks right into being sure your Google business listing looks fantastic. It's again, it's another one of those takes, I'd say two to five hours of like, dedicated real focus on it. But the, the amount of resources that's in your Google business listing is, is amazing. We, we list all of the service areas, all the practice areas that our attorneys have right in the products and services cards on their Google business listing with calls to action right in it. So one thing that's what's really powerful about that is, A, it's a citation, it's a backlink right to that particular practice area page for that area. Two, I have phone numbers right on top of that product card. So, you know, talk about how people are lazy making buying decisions. If I can deliver phone numbers and forms and appointment setting and things like as simply as possible to someone without them even having to get to uh, the law firm website, fantastic like at end of the day if i'm getting you a thousand hits on your website and two form submissions and five phone calls you know that doesn't matter as much as i'm delivering forty thousand visits to your google business listing and a hundred calls from your google business listing and right. you know you know at end of the day what i care about is conversion you know mm -hmm. and and a lot of people will talk about how you know the website is extremely important obviously it's it's very important it's your central hub of information but if i can get conversion from directories or review sites or map listings like yeah i'm gonna do that all day like end of the day what i care about is is getting conversions like i want those phone calls and form submissions and i'm gonna do it however however i have to if you're utilizing something like the product cards or service cards it's right in your google business listing you've just saved uh, that potential client a two or three steps in that conversion process for one which is great because you know, the faster you can do it the better uh, the other piece about it is whatever information you're putting on your Google business listing, whether it's the reviews or answering the reviews or, uh, you know, just ensuring that all the right keywords are in there, that you're LB LGBTQ friendly, that you're veteran owned, woman owned, all of those different tags that you can put right in there. All that stuff actually impacts your organic rankings too. So it impacts your map rankings. So all of the work that you're doing on this Google business listing and uh, for law firms that are out there that don't know kind of how to how to get in there and define that and, and what it is. It's just business.google.com. That'll get you your Google business listing. And from there, you can play with all that information, put put you know great imagery up there, put all these things up there. 
Uh, and then you can you can kind of like take a little, you know, not necessarily take your foot off the gas, but you know, you don't have to always be pushing on your website all day, all day, every day. You you can you can push on some other buttons here, and you'd be surprised at how how impactful those can be. And and again, it kind of all comes around to the zero moment of truth because if I'm going to look at like two or three Google business listings and never even get to a website, then your website didn't matter anyway. You know, right. um, so it's it's just thinking about kind of how people make these buying decisions and, and going through that exercise every once in a while of sitting down, pretending like you're a client and, and, you know, see what you see, see, you know, how quickly, you know, you've got an eyeball, how quickly can you turn that eyeball into an invoice? You know, it, it's, yeah. it's really important to think about. No, I was going to say too, because it's, it's interesting. I feel like that, you know, I have kind of felt the conversation changing a little bit too, because, you know, back in the day, if we're talking about things, no one was finding out without a website, but it's almost as if there's this sort of echo of the big website days. Cause I think a lot of the same people who were working on that as their plan A are still some of the people that are controlling the conversation today. But you know, to your point, like, you know, I'm my, you, you might've noticed my eyes light up when I, I saw the thing about the, uh, like the service cards. I think that's brilliant because I mean, for, especially for these super urgent conversations, like you think about the personal injury case, you got a family member who's in a you know emergency room, they got five minutes left on their cell phone. You know, they're not going to take the due diligence to do all that stuff. If you're saving them three steps, you're the person getting that call. So I think this is all super, super awesome stuff. And like, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll also say this is somebody who has no stake in developing websites. So apologies to any <laughs> friends and <laughs> listeners who have either invested in those things or, you know, to any point, but, um, as far as kind of like the mix for these different things. Now we're talking about, you know, potentially different uh, Google Yelp. I know Abo hasn't come up just yet, but it's something you mentioned in the past. Is this an and thing? Is this an or thing? Is this a portfolio type of thing? Like how do we, you know, how do we kind of think about getting the attention and, and detail into those? And then like, you know, how do we ask customers for these? That's a great question. Uh, I think it's, it's an and. I think that this is one of those things you just have to, you have to find the mental bandwidth to just dedicate a few hours once a month to kind of this thing. It, it brings us right into like the tools conversation. Right. One of the big things I did, and, and to give you just kind of a little bit of background of, of who I am, what I've done in the past, you know, I, I talk a lot about social proof. So I guess this is my, my opportunity yeah, for yeah. social proof here. I came from Main Street Hub in New York City, which was the largest reputation management and social media management company in the US for a while. They were eventually bought by GoDaddy. And uh, I was a marketing executive with them. So it was a lot of working with restaurants and, you know, smaller mom and pop shops, auto repair shops. I was the golf course guy because I was a former golf pro. So it was like pretty easy for me to call a golf course and say like, hey, you look like crap on Yelp. Like, you know? yeah, yeah. so, uh, but it really gave me like a, a cool understanding of like how important building a community around yourself on social media is and how important these reviews are. And then I went to a company in Miami which worked uh, almost exclusively with law firms and they're a big SEO company and they did good SEO for them. They did some website design, but they didn't really ever get into, you know, the reputation piece of it or the, the social media piece of it. They were just an SEO company, which, you know, all, more power to just those like strictly SEO companies out there, because that is, you know, generally some of the highest margins in digital because mm. it's, it's content writing. It's uh, you know, a little bit of website work, but it's, it's not, end of the day, super difficult stuff to do. Like if you know what the, what the important algorithm pieces are for organic and you do those things, you're done. Like you can find systems to, you know, to make it quick and, and to do it well. I would say the more difficult piece is actually like the reputation management and the social media, because you have to have an aspect of visual that you're incorporating to this. So like my company, we have an entire graphic design department because when, when we're optimizing a Google business listing, I'm not just like slapping up some, pretty picture of the outside of your office. Like 
a lot of places have like nice outside of the office. It's great. What I'm looking for is, you know, pictures of the team, you know, smiling faces. I'm looking for like the reason, like I was so surprised this new law firm I started working for out here in California. I walked into their office and they had like super cool artwork on the wall. They had some, uh, some like, um, what are they called? Like the, the neon lights, like that, that's some neon oh, lights cool. with logos. Like, I was like, wow, this is like a really cool office, like floor to ceiling, giant glass windows, super open, beautiful, not a single picture of it online anywhere. Right. And I was blown away as the marketer coming in just to meet this, uh, meet this attorney going like, how come you don't have any pictures of this online? He's like, well, you know, we, we never really thought about it. And I was like, here, here's your job Think for next about week. it <laughs> yeah here's your job for next week you need to hire a photographer come in here you guys need, need new headshots anyway get your new headshots have them do a lot of pictures of this place and now you go to their google business listing and you see like oh wow this is like a super dope cool law firm with a great you know location that i i would you know could see myself sitting with an attorney in this giant glass office you know with neons and, and cool artwork like it, it completely changes the entire um emotional response you have to them online. But it, again, to kind of circle back to, to the tools is finding a way to systematize it. And when I was with that company in Miami, seeing that kind of big hole in the market, and I I would I was the VP of client success there. So I would be talking with uh, a lot of the angry clients sometimes. And a matter of it, one, one of my ways of solving some of those issues were like, hey, I'm not getting the phone calls. I'm not getting this would actually be to like say, okay, well, cool. Let me optimize some of your review sites and optimize your directories and, and do some of these things that aren't technically SEO or, or website development, but I knew would help. And uh, I, I just couldn't kind of get the backing from the company to turn that into something bigger, more widespread. And so uh, when I finally got tired of making money for a lot of other people, I decided to <laughs> open my own company. And uh, the very first thing I did was work with a developer uh, to build a, a dashboard that pulls in all of your reviews. It's also got a social media posting schedule in there, similar to like Hootsuite or Buffer, if you've ever used those, where you can schedule out your social content for you know nine months uh, wow. in the future, which is great. Like imagine sitting down for two hours building out your social media calendar for a month and you're done. You don't got to sit here, wake up on, on a Thursday going, Oh, I know we should post something tomorrow. Like, what do we do? Yeah. Or, or like, you know, so it's really fun to sit with my clients and like, ask them like, you know, what makes you, you, you know, what, if you could be anybody online, who would you be? Uh, I had a great client the other day say, you know what? I want to be more like Paul Rudd. I follow Paul Rudd <laughs> online. I think he's super cool. <laughs> and I was like, all right, you want, you want quirky and fun online. I can do quirky and fun. And so I asked him questions. I get him like to, to pull some of these things. Out. I have one lawyer who loves golf. And so we post about golf a lot. And he's, he's told me before, he's like, yeah, people like I start talking to them and they're like, oh yeah, I saw that you were out on, out at this golf course. Or like, you know, it, it's conversation starters. It's more relatability online. I have one doctor I work with who loves Harry Potter. We post Harry Potter shit every once in a while. Like, yeah. it's great. You know, we're building up these relationships online. And then what's cool is you see, say a Harry Potter post on his Facebook. And then maybe you end up on his website and you see some Halloween pictures and he was dressed as Harry Potter one year. And then you go to his Google business listing and you see like the team Halloween picture on there. You don't want to load it with full of weird pictures, but mm -hmm. you see like a team Halloween picture on there and they're dressed as Harry Potter. And you're like, oh, wow, like this, I like Harry Potter. This dude likes Harry Potter. Like I'm, I'm going to have a good relationship with them. And there's only so many like differentiators that you can you know put out there to make yourself look different than, than another client. But if, if, there, you have a common interest with anyone. That's a really big thing. And you, you should point it out online. Uh, I mean, 
puppies and babies still works. You know, yeah. we, we, we do a lot of puppies and babies. If, if, if one of our trainees has a cute dog, Oh, that thing's going on their Facebook. Of course. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm a diehard Buffalo bills fan. I'll, I'll post about Buffalo bills uh, every once in a while. Um, uh, I love Marvel movies. I'll post about Marvel movies, like on our own social media, things like that, because you know, it's, it's great. It's that relatability side. It's taking you away from just being like, Hey, I'm a marketing company. And I, you know, I do SEO or I'm a law firm. I got a $2 million case. Like, it's good to point that out, but it's also good to, to show people you're a human too. And to show people that you're you know, a genuine person and that they would probably enjoy working with you, not just have to work with an attorney, but actually enjoy working with an attorney. And then when you think of that kind of like full circle, is that person going to leave you a review at the end? Right. Yeah, pro- probably, you know, like now you've built a little bit of a relationship with them. Um, and then, you know, is that person going to give you a referral? Yeah, chances are like if somebody were to ask that person for for their uh law firm choice you know but having that that relationship and, and taking it a, more than just like professional level and going a little bit deeper it's fun it's cool it's like the engaging part of marketing and and so as a law firm asking those questions uh is one of my little joys in, in what i do because it's fun to to see to see a business owner, not even just a law firm, but business owners in general, they they probably don't spend enough time thinking about who they are as a business. Like what makes us different? What What is it that's cool about us? That, that's one of my favorite questions. I say, what's cool about your law firm? Mm-hmm. And the amount of lawyers that just kind of give me like this blank look to start, it's, I mean, I'd say 90%, 95%. But you can find it though, if you keep pressing, right? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's all about asking those questions. And, and I think that's one of the big things that that we kind of that some law firms kind of miss out on. I, I don't like to, to dog competition at all, but I, I mean, there's big box law firm marketing mm-hmm. and, you know, we don't got to say any of the names of them because we, you know, they're, they're all out there. But I, I think that you kind of lose that personal touch and that ability to, to convey that personal side with your, with your law firm marketing. Yeah. When you're dealing with that. Um, well, I mean, you bring up the guy with the case values too, because it's like, you know, if, if, the, if the, the, what you're going to hang your hat on is $2 million case value, what are you going to do when somebody with a $3 million case value ends up coming like along the street? Right. But at the end of the day, something that makes you uniquely you, no one's going to do that better than you do at the end of the day. And, you know, just to kind of like connect the dots on some of this stuff too. You know, it's a lot like the reviews in the sense that, it might not be directly tangible. Like the person who's spending $10,000 with fantastic reviews is, is getting, you know, they might not realize that what the, the effect is, but it is a rising tide on all aspects of that customer journey. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to think of it is digital marketing really is a synergistic effort. You know, if you're, if you're putting out blog content, which is, you know, it's still good to do. Like I know a lot of people don't talk about blogs all that much anymore, but I mean, it's still, online content that's that's important and Google's indexing it and you're getting rewarded that from from search. But if you're putting out a blog piece, that better be going out on your Facebook and your Instagram and your LinkedIn and your Twitter. Like if, if you're gonna put forth that much work to to write a piece, like it needs to go everywhere. Very similarly, like your Google business listing, a lot of people don't realize this, but you can post right to your Google business listing and that will come up in your maps. It's you can think of it similar to like a social media for businesses in the map. Yeah. Uh, that's all it is. I mean, it's not this incredibly powerful tool yet, but imagine somebody that's, you know, again, in, in the hospital, they're, you know, oh, we need a lawyer. And they look through maps real quick. And then they see, you know, uh, an, an image pop up on, on the Google post that, you know, connects with them in some way. I mean, it's, it's a little thing. And 
to circle back to tools, that's one of the big things our social media scheduler does is like everything I put on Facebook, it goes on your Google business listing too. Like there's no reason not to, it's clicking one button uh, with our API connection. So it's very easy once you have like the right tools in place, but you'd be, you'd be surprised. Like people will find information about you in, in a variety of places. Um, and so if you're not taking advantage of, of those opportunities, you know, it's, it's really on you as a business owner, just to realize the importance of it and, and just, I mean, yeah, it's a little bit of work, but that that's a little bit of work that goes a long, long way. Right. And, you know, a little bit of work that could be made a little bit more easy by leveraging software platforms. Right. So it's like, you know, mm-hmm. this is the thing. I mean, we're, we're, we're mentioning these different platforms. And the thing is, I know there's some people who their eyes are getting super wide and they're like, wow, this is going to be the next opportunity. And other people are like, oh, my God, I got to add all this stuff to my to do list. So how does leveraging software make that easier for people? Uh, that's something that they want to do. Yeah. So. The easiest one that I say, lowest barrier of entry tool that is extremely high value uh, is Canva. I mean, it, it might seem like something silly for a law firm to say like, oh, I need a graphic design tool, but Canva is very easy to use. Uh, I, I can't tell you the amount of office managers I've said like, hey, just just try this out for a week for me. I said, just make two or three cool images that you know you think reflect the business. Here's Here's the transparent background png file of your logo put that in the corner like (laughs) here you go here's here's some and and the amount that come back to me and say like hey it was it was pretty cool like i put together like three or four pieces and only took me like 15 minutes i was like yeah like they got some really cool templates you just drop your color codes in there put your logo and it's like 20 bucks a month and and the fact that you can actually have good looking graphics for your firm that you've never had in the you know, 10, 15 years that you've been a law firm, yeah. the fact that you can have some pretty good looking graphics in 15 minutes uh, is is a bit of a, you know, it blows to people's minds. Uh, we have an entire graphic design department. So we, you know, our, the quality of our graphics is, is much higher than generally what you would do in Canva. But uh, at 20 bucks a month, if you want to talk about like very low barrier of entry versus the value that you'll, you'll receive from it. Pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other tool that I talk about a lot is uh, you know, self, self-serving plug here. Our eBrand dashboard, uh, it's only 150 bucks a month. So again, pretty low barrier of entry. But what's great about it is it's basically a singular hub for your entire online presence. So you hook up your Google Analytics, uh, you hook up your Google business listing, your Yelp listing, Avvo, uh, social media pages. And it's uh, it's built on not only the Yext backbone for the business listing, so you can control the, the information that's on your business on about 250 different directories that are out there but you can also control everything that's on your yelp all the the reviews that are coming in the responses that you're pushing out uh schedule out all of your social media answer your reviews right through it so it's it's one hub that you just sit in and you can control basically your entire online presence from the single spot uh it's been fantastic and some of the um some of the case studies that we've done on it it increases your online activity by about 400 percent in wow. 30 days yep so really impressive as far as just like activity increase. The other big one is on average, it, it takes about 20 hours worth of digital work to, to do individually on all these sites and cuts it down to about two and a half hours. Okay, gotcha. So, so we're, we're talking about like a massive reduction in time to do the things and naturally uh, increased online activity with it. And we also offer a free two week trial. You know, I'm, I'm a big advocate of the, the freemium model you know i i love when people try it out because 
for one, I get great feedback. Some people have said like, hey, why don't you have this in there? Why don't you have that in there? I say, that's a great idea. Why don't I have that's that That's super in there? cool. And, and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll drop it in there. It's one nice part about having like my own developers to, to do those things. But the other piece too is like, uh, you know, I, I have a pretty set like two week email campaign that goes right out with it and says like, hey, try this part. Like, this is fun. It'll only take you five minutes to do it. And like, <laughs> you know, we kind of push people in, in some directions to, to play around with it. So yeah, we got free two week trials for that. But uh, I wanted to put it like at that like $150 price point because for one, I, I feel like that's that's something that even works for like a solo uh, law firm that's just starting out. And, and those are some of my favorite people to work with because they literally have a million things to do. And they're like, what do I do? Like, yeah. <laughs> where do I start? Uh, yeah, no, it's important, man. Was, the other thing too is like, I think I said this the other day, because it's like, you know, sometimes a lot of the times too, and this is just kind of the, I wouldn't say unfortunate, but it's just like a little bit of a cynical view of marketing. It's like, you know, there's more money to be made in making successful people more successful. But I think there's mm-hmm. a bigger impact to be made in taking people from zero to one. And, um, mm. you know, totally see it on, on the stuff that we do as well, but like, yeah, you know, it's, and you know, when you have a million things to do, man, clarity is, is super key and having a dashboard to help you with that, I can see as being a huge help for some of these people. Yeah. I, one of my favorite things to do is just make your top five list. You know, I yeah. sit down with somebody, I say, all right, so yes, we have this huge laundry list of things that you have to yeah. do. However, do these five things and you are, you know, you're better than probably 80% of the law firms out there. Yeah. If you just do those things and that's, you know, generally getting your directories set up, getting your review site set up. And then uh, one of the fun ones for me is just building a brand guidelines for them. So like having a logo is great, but you need a, vert- a vertical version. You need a horizontal version. You need an icon version because y- you got to use it in basically those three different situations. Uh, you want to make sure you have color codes. You know, you want to use the same color everywhere. Like you want, you want some sort of continuity across all of these platforms. And so many businesses like don't even know what a brand guideline is. And the, I'm like, yeah, this is, these are the fonts that you use. These are the taglines that you use. These are the colors. These are your logos. Like, awesome. Here's this five page PDF doc that has everything you need. Have mm-hmm. at it. Like, go have fun out there now. Like, I want to like spin around, slap them on the butt and be like, you know, go be somebody. <laughs> go like, you, got, you, you got, yeah, go get them. You got yeah. the tools now. Like here's what you need. Go, go at it. And so like that, that's one of the fun aspects of what I do. And then some of the other fun aspects are when they say like, Hey, just do it all for me. And, you know, I get to sit with them and drag this information out of them for a good, like 30, 40 minutes. And then, uh, you know, and then me and my team get to just go to town on it. And, you know, we, we like, we like getting that little slap in the slap in the behind from our clients saying like, get out there, go do it for me. We're like, yeah, "Yeah, we're in like, let's go. (laughs) So, (laughs) so it's, it's nice. And, and, um, I think that's kind of the future of marketing too, is like, Mm -hmm. there's no one size fits all. There's no big box. that's going to work for you. You know, it's, it's about developing some of those relationships, understanding the clients and, and having fun with it more, more important than anything. Okay. Awesome. And I gotta say too, that is a fantastic thing to close this out on too. I think it's a good message for everyone to take from this podcast, but, um, for anyone who's interested in, um, you know, getting more from you, Paul, getting like, you know, taking the next step, maybe what's the best thing for anyone who's listening to this podcast right now. So this is for me. Yeah. Zmotexpert.com. That's probably the best way to get in touch with me. There's form submissions on there. I put my direct email right on there. So I am a calendar and email hero. So that's, I, I live off that calendar. If it's not on that calendar, it doesn't, doesn't exist to me. Uh, so I do have some, some opportunities to grab a time in my calendar. If you just want to, you know, even talk some Buffalo Bills football or, uh, or if you want to talk about your golf swing for a little bit, you know, I got one option on there for that. And then I, if you want to talk about your business, you know, I got another option on there for that. 
So um, as if people probably can't tell from this podcast, I like to talk. I like to, to build relationships and have these engaging conversations. And and I think that's, you know, one of the best parts about owning a business is like, uh, I'm not beholden to someone else's schedule. I, I get to create the world around me that I want to create. And so if somebody wants to talk golf, you know, I want to give them that opportunity. If somebody wants to talk about their online presence, yeah. I definitely want to give them that opportunity too, because that's, that's real fun for me. Okay. No Jets fans though, right? No, no, no. I, all right. So I'll, take, I'll, I'll deal with Jets fans. I don't mind Jets fans. I, Jets fans are fine. I lived in New York City for a long time. Um, but if you're if you're a Patriots fan, no, don't bother. Okay, okay, gotcha. <laughs> okay, gotta you gotta set some boundaries at the end of the day. All right, awesome, man. Well, dude, it's been a super fun conversation. I've really liked spending time. And then for everyone else, um, we're gonna have those links in the show notes. But um, Paul, thanks again, man. I really appreciate having you on this. Um, get some fantastic food for thought for me as well. So um, thanks again. And for everyone else, I will see you guys next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Eastern on the Law Firm Growth Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. For show notes, free resources, and more, head on over to casefuel.com slash podcast. Looking forward to catching up on the next episode.